What's going on, everybody? My name is Melvin. Join me and my friends every week as we discuss what's going on in the world of sports and entertainment. Grab a drink, kick back and relax. Get away with us here on Different Mics. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Different Mics. My name is Melvin. With me, as always, I have Fredo and Jim. What's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing today? Hey, what's up, Melly? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready for this episode. Good, good. What's up, Fredo? How you doing today, brother? Good, man. Happy to join you guys again. We have a brand new episode today for all the gamers out there. We have a special guest, one of my good friends, Jeffrey. How you doing, Jeffrey? I'm good, Melly. How you been, man? Good, good, man. It's good to have you on the on the program finally. It's been it's been kind of tough trying to get you on the program, man. Yeah, a little bit. I've been listening in on you guys, and you know, you guys are pretty good at this this podcasting thing. Que onda, Jeffrey? What's up, Fredo? How's it in DC? Isn't there a storm <laughs> there right now? Yeah, it was a it's a pretty heavy storm today. Uh, heavy lightning strikes. It even shook the floor of the house. Oh, shit. But it's cool, man. I mean, I like yeah. so. Hey, whenever you come down, man, we got to get some tacos and beers for sure. Oh, you know it, man. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I get over there. I'm going to get some gym. tacos. <laughs> we got to get Jim some water, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm always down for some tacos. <laughs> tacos con agua? We talked about how long we've uh, known each other. I know some people probably don't remember, but we've known each other for almost a decade if not longer i think it's probably been a little bit longer than that but uh, mostly just kind of started bonding kind of on uh on xbox and then some playstation in there so i know i know you're an avid gamer um how, how did you get into gaming jeffrey uh it just started when i was small you know playing a uh, mario donkey kong playing that atari game with the little ping pongs on the side <laughs> i remember that shit <laughs> That was entertainment yeah. back then, you know, and, and I mean, yeah. look at games now, it's just evolved so much, but, uh, but yeah, man, just when I was small, you know, having a, having an older brother too, you know, obviously he got into gaming as well, so, you know, when you have an older brother, you just kind of follow his footsteps, and uh, I mean, my family as well, every time we'd go over to our family's house, we'd either be playing, you know, like Game Boys, you know, Super Mario, stuff like that, so that's how I really got into gaming, you know, just following my brother and, and you know family and stuff like that uh yeah, Jeff, man, so, so sort of in the uh the group that we're in pretty much started with with me and you on xbox uh, back when uh, it was modern warfare 2 and uh since then we've kind of like we've been playing since what since our senior year of high school something like that right yeah i mean i've i've known you the longest out of everyone here really yeah and yeah we really started <laughs> off on xbox and then uh we got with Erwin. I remember our first party with Erwin. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then Erwin yeah. brought in, you know, Fredo and and, uh, and Melvin. But then even yeah, it got, it got more than just Xbox. You know, we would always go play basketball or hang out or you know stuff like that. No, we used to play all the time. And uh, what was that park? A uh, garden, whatever. Or Poinsettia? Point? No, no, it wasn't Poinsettia. It was that other park that was nearby that was like. Oh, Lemon Grove? Lemon Grove, there you go. That no, was the I'm first time I played ball. That's, that, that park is crazy. I, I don't think I ever went to Lemon Grove. But the only place I that I ever... went to Lemon Grove. Yeah, I, I only went to Point. But um, yeah. it's funny that you talk about 
Game Boy and stuff. I remember Game Boy Colors. I think everyone can remember their first console. For me, it was the Sega Genesis. I don't know if you guys remember the Sega Genesis. I'm, yeah, I remember that shit. Too old for some of you guys. Yeah. Mine I had that. The, that was my first system. Mine was the Super Nintendo. Same. The one, the one where you blow in the cartridge to make it work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the same as the, as the Genesis. I used to yeah. clean it with Q-tips and alcohol. Or that, yeah, with alcohol. Yeah, and I'm just surrounded. <laughs> that was the system, man. That that those brought so much memories. That that game, that system was uh was great. Yeah, for for people that that probably didn't get a chance to experience that, that was back in the day when the TVs had a box behind them, and mm-hmm. if they didn't work, sometimes you had to kick them or smack them so they turn yeah. on. Well, they <laughs> were a box. Yeah, how times have changed, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's kind of funny how far technology has come uh, since then, because uh, back in the day, if you wanted to play with people or wanted to play with your friends, you know, you guys all had to be connected to the same console. Um, It it evolved from basically from a console that had two ports for controls, and now you can play basically with anybody across the world, so... Yeah, man. I, I remember I had to wait my turn a lot because, you know, a lot of my family members are older than me. And, you know, they'd bully me. And I had to wait and shit. I fucking hated that shit. Uh, so have you been uh, streaming lately or or you started you got into streaming, right? Yeah, I got into it. Um, I never really like followed up on it like aggressively like I should have. Um, yeah. I'm not streaming at the moment, but I, I do want to get back to it. Um because it seems interesting to me, and I feel like I, I'd be really good at it if I really put my mind to it. How do you think streaming has affected the gaming industry? Oh, uh, it's affected it majorly. Like it blew up the gaming industry, I believe. And yeah. honestly, it all it all started with Fortnite. Obviously, streaming and and gaming have been there before Fortnite. But when Fortnite came out, streamers blew up. Like people we didn't know about, like. They just all of a sudden became, you know, like famous and, and people knew who they were. And the revenue that Fortnite brought into gaming is is, is crazy. Like so kids won millions of dollars just playing that game. And that exploded the scene of gaming, you know, like it, now it's just everyone wants to be a streamer. Everyone wants to be good at, at, at a game. You know, people want to go play in tournaments. You got companies advertising everywhere like on games and stuff like that it's it's getting pretty big yeah it's kind of crazy how you you can have someone sponsor you and basically put you in a house with a bunch of other people that you can play video games with all day yeah and you mean, got a chef have houses of gaming like you know like it, it, it's uh you got chipotle <clears throat> you got like you got grubhub you got postmates all these companies like supporting streamers and 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 gaming organizations it's 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 uh it's pretty cool yeah, it is, man. Can you imagine if we had that opportunity when we were younger? I know, right? I wish I would have knew about streaming when I was, like, actually playing games nonstop. That'd be cool. I don't think it was available. I mean, even your parents would tell you, stop playing video games. So yeah. For the most part, it, yes. For the most part, it wasn't yeah. available in I some mean, ways. I mean, it was available. It just wasn't big, you know. Like, yeah. like it just blew up recently. Like, it was available, but like, you're you're right. Like, Hispanic parents. I mean, I don't know about other parents, but Hispanic parents for sure. They'd be telling you to get off after an hour and go go clean something for sure. Yeah, I feel like the uh, key moment 
for all of that was when uh, when Ninja brought uh, Drake and Juju Smith uh, onto his stream. And uh, I feel like that was one of the key moments for streaming because it brought a lot of popularity to uh, to Twitch. And I feel like since then, a lot more people have been streaming and um, have been gaining a lot more popularity. There was streaming before that moment, but it wasn't as popular as that one time where Ninja brought in uh, Drake and Juju Smith. Well, also yeah. the dances. The dances were one of the things that made that game blow up as well because it was part of the uh, the avatar package, right? If you got a certain avatar, they can do certain dances. And yeah. there were dances based on real-life situations or so uh, dances that would show up on social media. So it became something that they merged together, and it just became really popular in that sense. They did a great job to market that game. Yeah, Fortnite yeah. has marketed their stuff, like, very intelligently. Like, I'm really shocked at the way how at the way Fortnite is is marketing. They're, they're really, really smart, doing collaborations with musicians, getting all these famous dances. Like they're they're super intelligent. Their marketing team is is really special. I think yeah. technology too, just in general, has gotten so much better. Can you? I mean, imagine now the the least amount of uh, megabytes that you can get is two hundred megabytes. Can you imagine trying to play Fortnite on AOL dial-up? Yeah, well, you'd yeah. never be able to. <laughs> Not be able yeah. to do that. <laughs> when Ninja invited Drake to stream or on the stream or to play the game, that just brought two worlds together. You know, two worlds collided that day and. He uh he actually broke the record for Twitch on how many views he got on a single on a single right. stream. So that that yeah, so that bringing that those two things together, you know, like hip hop culture stuff like that, to the gaming industry, it, it just you know it, it, that's how the gaming thing blew up. Pretty much before um, streaming became popular, there was the rise of mobile app from like 2010 to 2013, and console and PC was actually declining during those times but after that ninja moment consoles and um pcs are actually on the rise again and with that rise came the popularity of esports so now you see tournaments um hosting uh call of duty call of duty tournaments uh we have fortnite tournaments where the most popular one was where was where booga uh won three million dollars i believe and that was the most that any tournament has given out um, so as esports is gaining a lot more popularity, do you think maybe in the future it could be as big, if not bigger, than say basketball or football? And maybe even kids nowadays, since all they do is play video games and watch YouTube, do you think that esports athletes will will be as big as the athletes of today? Oh, definitely. I don't think it'll surpass like sports like that, like basketball. I don't think it'll be bigger than that, but it will be as big as as those sports. I mean, honestly, it already it's already going towards that. I mean, you got you got streamers that are making mo more money than some of the athletes that are getting paid to you know yeah. play sports. It's right. it's crazy where this thing is going. I mean, it's marketable too. Like, I mean, it's video games, you know. And then along with that, you add the personalities of different people that we never knew about. You know, it, it, it'll 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 just keep rising and rising, and, and it's it's pretty cool to see. You know, for me, it's like it's hard for me to get online and then just pull up a stream of any just random streamer that's there. So I've never been into it in that sense where I can just pull it up on my phone. 
uh, even though it's available, like I would Netflix, and then just pull up a streamer and then just kind of get into the game that they're playing. But in the way that I do uh, entertain Twitch and other sorts of media around uh, e-gaming is that the clips, the clips that most people play, I do get to watch some of the clips, which is it's kind of it's cool. It's uh, for example, I don't know if you know uh, Max Holloway. He had a shot with an RPG and he knocked out a helicopter from the sky. That's cool. I mean, oh yeah, I saw that. It was uh, he was playing Warzone, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So the fact that that's that uh, yeah, so even fighters are getting into it. So it's it's definitely a market that's growing. It'll be fun to see where it goes. Yeah, I think everyone in general is just getting into it. Even athletes are getting into it too. So it's definitely something to look out for. And then it's also easily accessible as well. You see clips. It's almost hard to miss now. You see them either on you know Bleacher Report or YouTube or um, Instagram, basically, it's it's everywhere. So it's not something yeah. that's gonna go away anytime soon. Yeah, no doubt, man. It, it's definitely growing. Um, speaking of uh, sports, Jeff, what do you think about the NBA and uh, it being in the bubble and everything? Well, I'm I'm glad it's back, and I'm glad that they found a way to keep the players safe. You know, like you know, because this is a serious thing with the with the virus going on and everything. It's a good thing as well. You know, it gets people's minds away from the world for a bit. And uh, hopefully it keeps them inside because there's been a lot of people that are going outside nowadays. But I'm excited for the for the NBA to be back and I'm excited to to watch the games. So do you think that now that the fans are gone from the games, do you, now that the players are able to hear everything from their coach to the other coach, do you think they're going to be more, um, it's going to be more of like a mind game when they're on the court? Since they ha- they don't have the noise of the fans around them, um, I think that they aren't going to have this, the same energy. So I feel like I feel like it's kind of going to put a little bit more pressure on the players. Do you think that there being no fans on the courts um, will affect the way that they play? Uh, I believe I believe it'll affect it a little bit. I don't think it'll be a, a like a big change. You know, obviously they they want to play in front of the fans and just hearing the noise, the atmosphere, you know, of, of the game. It can pump a player up. You know, it it can bring out their yeah. emotion. It can uh it can elevate their their game. I know I know for a fact you we're probably gonna be hearing a whole bunch of trash talk when we when we tune into the yeah. games, and that should be interesting as well. But I mean, there's always been you know antics being played. For example, when Lance Stevenson was blowing in LeBron's ear, like there's always stuff like that. People <laughs> pulling right. shorts. People, uh, if a shoe like someone's shoe came off, they throw that shit away. Like it's it's it, there's always <laughs> been that stuff. And I think now since there's no fans, I think there's gonna be a little uh, a little bit more of that maybe. I think uh, there's there's probably gonna be more focus on it for sure, but. Whichever team wins a championship, do you think that championship would be discredited somewhat just because of the situation? I was thinking about that. I don't think as long as, say, like no one, no major team gets hit hard or no major player gets hit hard as far as like, you know, maybe getting the virus or something like that. As long as all the teams are intact, I feel like this this season should count. I mean, because everyone's, you know, at full power. No one really lost someone uh, like a key role, you know what I mean. So I feel like if they play this out, I feel like it should count as as a as a real championship, in my opinion. Who do you think's gonna win? 
Oh, you know it's the Lakers, baby. That's right, baby. Yeah, that's right. Shows in the house. Unbiased, unbiased opinion. I I would go with the Bucks. If if I was if I wasn't a Lakers fan, I think the Bucks would have a good but, chance of winning it. But my thing is, my thing is when you know, let's say it's the finals. LeBron, you know, shoots a clutch three. He feeds off the energy of the fans. Like that gets him going now. What I think is when the, now that the fans are gone, like what? How are you? How are the players gonna get that energy and that momentum? You know, like it's. it's I think it's gonna be pretty weird. Before I mean, you yeah, answer that, be- Jeff, LeBron James has never shot a clutch three. Just, yes, he has. Just to say yeah, that. he has. He's, yeah, he has. He shot yeah, he one has. when he was with the Cavs years ago. I mean, lately it's been have- the people around him that have been coming through for him. So, well, I mean, it doesn't I'm have saying- to be. In the finals or something like that, but he has shot clutch threes. Like it was even a if it's in a reg- even if it's in a regular season <laughs> game, like he's shot, he has shot uh, buckets like to where they have to win. If he if he misses, they lose. Yeah, but it was more of like a, like a hypothetical question, like not just LeBron, but anybody that's playing that's going to be in the playoffs. How do how are they going to get momentum? How are they going to get that energy that they get when the fans are there? You know, when the when the fans are there, they're like cheering, they're screaming. You know, they get they get energy off of that. And now that the fans are gone, I feel it's like it's gonna be kind of weird for them. It it might actually be a little bit harder for them to to get into into momentum. I mean, well, I mean, they are pros, so I feel like they'll adjust. And right. nowadays, social media is there, so they know if they like mess up or something like that, like it's gonna blow up on them no matter what. Yeah. There was already a player that got outside the bubble just to pick up some wings. He admitted it in a press conference. Wow. Yeah, I think that's crazy. I think it was some guy from the Magic first. I, I forgot who it was. But well, that's, that's what I'm saying. All it takes is one. So it, it's going <laughs> to be a struggle to keep that situation going if people just keep breaking the rules. But I think you're right. I mean, if people essentially take care of themselves, I think it should be pretty safe. I know you mentioned <laughs> that you were uh, if you weren't a Laker fan that you think the Bucks would win the championship. But staying on that topic, if you weren't a Laker fan, we we have a lot of very good, explosive young players in the league today. So, do you have any rookies that you're watching, or say if you weren't a, a Laker fan, what team would you be a fan of? Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously, the the main one is Zion, and I don't mean to like ride on the Zion train, but He's just an exciting player to watch. Like he can jump out of the building, he can he can block people, he can bring up bring the ball up the court, you know, he can shoot a little bit. It might look ugly, but he can shoot. And you know, he's always gonna have those highlight reel dunks. Like we haven't even seen his best dunks yet because he hasn't really played that much and he's already yeah. that much exciting. And obviously too, John Morant, you know, I like the way he plays. I, I like those point guards that are athletic and can, you know, can handle, can dunk. It's it's really exciting to watch. Those are two of the those are two of the two of the main guys I've, I've been watching, and if I wasn't a Laker fan, I would probably people are probably gonna hate me for this. I would probably be a Warriors fan, honestly. Why why <laughs> would you why would you jump on the bandwagon? Well, I mean, cause I I mean I love what Steph Curry has done to the game. Like you go yeah, to the yeah. park, you you watch college, you watch high school, motherfuckers is 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 pulling from deep. Like they're actually putting that in their skills. You know, like they want to shoot from that far. 
Yeah, he really changed the game with that. And he changed the game. And, I mean, I respect his game. You know, like, it's exciting to watch when, you know, you're the game's on the line or if you're you're in a game and you're not scared to shoot from that far. You know? Yeah, and he's dri- and not his, that tall in comparison. Yeah, and his dribbling, you know, he's not really, like, a dribbler, like, you know, with, like, crazy dribbles, but he can get around you. He can, you know, if he needs to lay it up, he can do that. He has no defense, but... I mean, you know, nowadays it's looking like the league has no real, you know, lockdown defenders. It's as, leaning as much offense, right? Yeah, it's leading more to just straight offense, like get buckets, like try to outscore the other team. Um, but yeah, just just the way he plays, you know, I like Clay, another straight shooter. Draymond, I always like to say, I always like to think I play like Draymond when I'm at the park, you know, because he can do everything. Some people like Clay Thompson's game better than Curry's game. Because really? yeah, because Clay's shot is more technical as opposed to Steph's, where Steph is more of a. I mean, I won't say it's not technical, but it's different. And uh, I hear you. I hear you. Now, yeah, yeah I, I, that's uh, Clay's is more technical. Like you know, it, it's 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 set your feet, have a good base, you know, release at the top. But Clay's, I mean, uh, Steph's is just, it's the fluidity is just beautiful. Like when he releases it, and then all you hear is, you know, the net, the net. It's, it's just something, you know, like no one's really done before. It's, it's pretty cool. When was the last time you played? Uh, well, before the the virus hit. Well, actually, probably around March. So I was probably playing with people with the virus, and I didn't know. Wow. But that was that was the last time I played. After that, I haven't gone because you know no, for hate- obvious reasons. I went to New York in January and without even knowing it, but it was only for a couple of days and then I came back and a couple of months later, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, everything just went to hell. You mentioned players that you follow or watch, you know, current players and rookies. Um, well, what about former players? Are there any that you were a fan of or that you, well, obvi- the obvious one, Kobe, I know you're a Laker fan. But um, are there any other players that you followed before or were just a fan of? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's one player where I wish I would have, I guess, paid more attention to when I was a little younger because I think I would have been able to see him was Jordan. I never, ever saw a game of his. And that's, you know, like, obviously he's considered one of the greatest ever to ever play the game. He's one that I would I would have wished I would have watched the game of. Um I love Kevin Garnett's game when he was with the Timberwolves, not when he was with the Celtics. He was trash when he was with the Celtics. (laughs) 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 No, but Kevin Garnett, like, you know, big man can shoot the mid-range, can defend. He he talks trash in your face that, you know, it's intensity is pretty good. Um, Yeah, and Kobe, you know, obviously Kobe. I was going to say, how dare you leave Kobe out? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to say it because he already had said it. He basically said it for me. If you could go back and watch um, one game live, is there a game that you would want to attend or wish that you were there? Oh, the When uh, Jordan played the Pistons, the bad boys. I would watch that whole series, honestly. Whenever they played, I would that game, the intensity of that game, the atmosphere in the, from the fans, it, it brought out the best of Jordan, like, he always lost to them in the beginning of his career, and then he finally overcame them. You know, it, it's uh, that that rivalry was just it was crazy, and I wish I would have been there to see it live. Would you choose the game where he didn't shake his hand? 
Who, Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, where he just walked. <laughs> Bro, but, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's the game where, like, Jordan became their daddy, basically, you know? Like, Jordan was never able to beat them before that, and then he finally came up, and he finally beat them, and now it was the Bulls' time to, you know, to shine. It's and, crazy uh, that it's still clear. It's still clear that they don't like each other at all from that documentary. That, that's why the intensity of that game is like, yeah, like they were still, like they wanted to beat each other so badly that they don't talk even to this day. Yeah, and there's no rivalries like that in the NBA anymore. Uh, Which I don't know if it's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing, but so it, that intensity definitely draws the audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not so much nowadays. And I think because everyone comes up nowadays at the AAU, you know, so everyone becomes friends. Like, it's it's not really that intense anymore. Everyone's just friends nowadays, which, which is, is fine cool. too. Yeah, the sportsmanship. Wrong with friends. Well, I don't know if there's friends, but as long as there's good sportsmanship, I think that's something that they can set the example for for younger kids as well. You almost kind of miss that that intensity, though. I mean, playoff games today still get pretty intense, but there's something about, like, 90s basketball that was different. Even early 2000s, I think, was still kind of different than, than now. When um, motherfuckers' heads were getting chopped off and shit? Yeah. <laughs> when Shaq was punching everybody? Bro, you Shaq could... was the most dominant, bro. That's Shaq crazy. was punching everybody. <laughs> Not to get off topic, not to get off topic, but I've been watching, uh, for some reason, Shaq highlights have been coming up on, like, Twitter for me and shit like that. It's crazy how dominant he was, man. Yeah. Like, oh, Hands my down. God. Like, you would not want to get in front of that guy, like, at all. Unless you're a young Andrew Bynum. Nah, yeah, even, yeah but he even, even then, he Andrew got Bynum. dunked on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he got destroyed. I hope he, he kind of, I hope he teaches he did his kind son of to play him. like that, too. What's crazy about Shaq is when he was with the Magic, he had handles. Like he, yeah. he, he had handles, and then it wasn't until he got to the Lakers yeah, where he just he, got a big old body. Got, that's when he was skinny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's he, got got he got to LA. He started eating In and Out and tacos and shit. <laughs> and and Pink's hot dogs. <laughs> Pink's hot dogs. <laughs> he probably has the coolest statue outside the Staples Center though, where it's just a dunk. Yeah. That's an yeah, awesome yeah. one. Did you guys ever go to his restaurant in downtown? In front I've of seen the it. Center? I seen it, and I I wanted to try it out, but that's it, that happened when the when the virus came out. And obviously, it's like shut down now, but What's I want to go restaurant? there and try it out. I heard it's good. What is it? They they have one called. of the best fried chicken ever, bro. What is it called, uh, Melvin? It's called Shaquille's. Oh, it's called yeah 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 Shaquille's. It's like a barbecue joint. Uh no, it's uh they it's a restaurant. They have um they have different types of uh, dishes. Uh, the one that I, I I had the fried chicken because they said that that was the best the best one, and then the potato salad was kind of cool. It was it was okay, nice. um, but the fried chicken was really good, really really good. You guys have it's a little pricey, but you guys have to go out and try it. Yeah, I definitely want to try it out. The crazy thing of the whole time that I've been that I've lived in LA, the only time I've ever been to the Staples Center was for the McGregor and Mayweather press conference. They had it there. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they had it there, and I was sitting, uh, I'll say, like, in the first rows. And that was the first time I got to have a first row seat at the Staples Center. For a conference? <laughs> it was entertaining, man. He came out. Obviously. They, they, they cut off his mic. Mayweather came out talking so much shit. It was hilarious. So, Jeff, you're into music, and just like sports, a lot of live events have been canceled. 
Um, what do you think musicians need to do to keep listeners engaged and make revenue at the same time when live events are not an option anymore? Well, I think they have to, like, they, I mean, obviously they have to put out music, I think, more frequently. There's no, I, I feel like there's no way they're going to replace having live events because that's where they made the most money is is, is uh, shows and stuff like that. They get most of that money. But um, as as for right now, they're just they just have to make music and put it out, uh, especially try to get features, you know, try to feature on someone else's music. Also use social media. I think that's a big one, you know, have a be have your personality, you know, sell it, uh, your music. But yeah, I feel like they they just need to bring out put out their music and 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 try to get onto features on other artists' yeah. music. Uh, I think you know that'd what, be um, the best way. You know what a big tool right now is is uh, TikTok. TikTok yeah. has has a lot. If you look at the top ten charts on Billboard, um, a lot of TikTok songs are on there. So yeah. like the ba- the baby, the song with the baby and um, and Roddy Rich has been w- number one for like I don't know how many weeks now, and it, that song is actually uh, a dance. They made a dance of that on TikTok, and it's it, it's made yeah. them like super popular. I think that's one of the tools that they should actually be using right now during this. Well, time. I mean, as far as as them using it, I don't. I mean, obviously, the people that like their music is gonna are gonna try to be creative and make a dance out of it. I'm not. I mean, you might be onto something. Maybe a rapper can like figure it out and try to create something with their own song and and try to make it trend. You know, because they have to make a yeah. trend for it to be big. But yeah, you're right. TikTok has made a lot of songs blow up, and even songs that I've never heard of that I actually have on my Spotify now. So it it got me, you know, to to listen to them. So that's so that's a that's a, actually a pretty good idea for them to use. Do TikTok. you um do you attend do you attend live events a lot? I don't not a lot. I mean I've been to some but not regularly. But uh, I do want to go to more more shows often. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's one of the things in my future. Is I I do want to go to more shows or events. What uh, musician do you want to go see when this whole thing is over? I'd have I've already gone to one of his concerts, but I would go to another J. Cole concert. Uh yeah. Just the atmosphere and, and his music, you know, it really uh I really like his music. Um and y'all gonna hate me for this, but I definitely go to a little Uzi concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll Uzi's good, man. I'll go to him because he can turn you up and that's his, why it, it'll be a good time, yeah. you know. So that's why I would want uh, I'd wanna see one of his concerts for sure. Yeah, he's got he he brings a lot of energy to his concerts and his fans yeah. go crazy. He has uh, he brings a lot of the old school into the new school and he's one of those rare rappers that does that. In your opinion, how does the new age rappers compare to the rappers in the nineties? Honestly, I don't think they really compare. It's it's just a different era nowadays. I mean, and you even have rappers saying now like they've never listened to a Nas, they never listened to like a Biggie. You know, obviously. Some of them have, but most of them are saying, like, who are they? You know what I mean? It's uh, They're creating their own wave, and it's definitely different. A lot of the, the people that listen to the 90s rap hate this this new era. Um, and honestly, I was one of those. Like, in the beginning of this this new new rap, this new, this, this new hip-hop, I wasn't liking it at all. I hated Lil Uzi, and I, I was like, what the fuck is he saying? It just grew on me, I guess, uh, I was just one day. I was just like, you know what? Let me let me listen to him a little bit more. Let me let me see if I can find other other artists, you know. And it grew on me. But I don't think you can really compare it because I mean, '90s 
it's just different. The beats are different. Lyrics are different. You know. I agree. I mean, there's just more some substance in the '90s, but I also got to the level where I just decided to categorize it differently than the the new age rap simply because yeah. you're right it's not the same thing and yeah, I would if you ask what the rappers well. are right now i i wouldn't be able to tell you yeah i, I would categorize it different too I, I don't consider it the same honestly did you guys hear uh that j cole was considering retirement well he just oh, came no. out with two albums i mean two songs so i doubt that's gonna be uh, i haven't heard that actually there was a um there was an article that came out um, where he said that he was contemplating retirement after after I forgot what album it was. Um, well, he can. He has such a loyal fan base that he actually never needed a big record label in that sense. He has a really loyal fan base. And if he decided to have a concert in the middle of a park somewhere and then just tell people to go, people will flock to that concert without really having any marketing to go with simply out of social yeah. media and he would i think that happened without, a couple of years ago meters. didn't it i think kanye did that well yeah there's those rare rappers that just have such a loyal fan base that they can do that bro uh, what well, what the fuck is going on with kanye right now that's that's uh he's that guy he's is crazy is, is something else man like i don't know i hope i hope he he gets he gets through whatever he's going through and he gets through this because i honestly <laughs> But the same at the same time, if you think about it, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like sound like like I have no heart or whatever. But he announced new music coming out. He announced that. And yeah. When he announced that, all of a sudden he's gonna run for president, and now he's tweeting all this stuff out, and you know stuff like that. You no, know, obviously he does have something. If something is wrong with him, I hope he gets help. But it all it's a coincidence too that. Since he announced a song or an album that's coming out, he's doing all this to get attention, you know? Uh, you never know. But I I do hope he gets help, though. Like, I mean, I feel like there's something wrong there. But at the same you time, know what? you cannot tell me, you guys that don't think that, that, like, it's like he's promoting something, his shoe or something, and all of a sudden he's going to, like, do something crazy. His problem is that he tries to say things to the world, but... He doesn't know how to say them. He's another thing is Fredo. You know, J Cole even told him that on on one of his songs. So I mean, I'm not the only one thinking it. What did he tell him? I forgot the lyric, but it's on one of his songs. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just the song. I, I was trying to get you to sing it. I mean, it's something that we don't understand. But honestly, some of us might be going through something, and you just don't know because we never went to go get help. It is a Sometimes... real thing. Yeah, but I think it's well documented that Kanye is bipolar. It's not like we're just. Well, Kanye doesn't give a fuck food. either. I mean, he even he said it, he's bipolar, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mystery. But like I said, I hope he gets his help. Like it's not, you know, like it's not something someone should go through alone. Let what was the last time you watched UFC, Jeff? Just the recent pay per view one, uh, the one where uh, Masvidal versus uh, Usman. Uh, Usman, what did you think of the fight? Yeah. I mean. I already was going into it, like, you know, like, with an open mind, saying, like, basically, Masvidal had six days to, like, train, and it's, what is he really going to do? And it actually showed up, like, he didn't do shit. So, I was like, obviously, I I knew what was going to happen, but at the same time, Usman was just technical. He knew as well, so he was just going to, you know, like, try to get him tired, 
and try to impose his will on him and, and All right, what slow, he had to do to win. Masvidal did throw some strikes on him and it forced Usman to go in for the clinch and wrestle him. He did not want any of that striking. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you gonna tell me Usman didn't think about clinching him even before the strikes? Like in my that, mind, like yeah, that's if fair. you know if you know that the other opponent's strong suit is is not or his weakness is grappling or just clinching him, you're not gonna do that. Like you know, like no, he and that's he was gonna do that regardless. That's fair, uh, and you're right. He had six days notice. He didn't have a gas tank, and I think. Taking this fight, it it worked in his favor either way because people were gonna think that way. They're like, oh, he only had yeah. six days, uh, this, this, and that, and so you can't really attribute the loss. I definitely, yeah, you definitely- can't give the loss of full credibility, you know. And no, especially, I definitely think it would have been a different fight if he had had a full camp. Definitely. Well, here's where I differ because at the same time. If you're Usman, you want to put on a show. Everybody's watching. The fight made one point, sold 1.3 pay-per-views, and you're all about clinching and foot stomps? Come on, son. Well, I mean, it sold that much because no one was able to go to the event. What are you talking about? It sold that much because Masvidal sold it that way. Mm, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, he's, he's someone people want to watch, but obviously... People weren't able to go to the event, so they're going to have to tune in to watch them fight. Did you watch the Max Holloway fight? Uh, yeah, he lost, didn't he? For, I mean, he shouldn't have lost, but he lost. You, you thought he won too? Yeah, I thought he won. What but rounds? at the same time, the, the, way I think, the way I think the judges did it is, and, and I think they do it all the time, is if you're trying to be the champion, you're going to have to go out there and take it, you know? He, uh... He did good in the beginning rounds, was it one, two, and three? But then yep. he let off the gas on on four and five, and that's when the champion came in and you know and destroyed him. So right. I think what the judges were trying to do is like you have to continue, you have to show us that you actually want to you know take the championship away. But the way the judges scored it, they scored the fifth round for Max. One of the judges scored the fifth round for Max, and the third round wasn't even in contention for the judges. They oh, gave really? that one to yeah, they gave that one to Volkanovski. I mean, and here's the I, thing. I thought, I thought How do you not take won. a fight if you knock him down the first two rounds? And the rounds that Volkanovski won, he barely edged those rounds out. Yeah. No knockdown, I mean, I, no significant I shots. Holloway should have won. I agree there, too. You going to watch the fights this weekend? Uh, who's fighting? I don't even know who's fighting. On Darren there. Till versus Bobby Knuckles. Uh, for, uh, uh, Whitaker. Whitaker's. Oh, man, some nice fights. Yeah, it is a good fight. He's coming off the loss of Adesanya, and Till's coming off a win from Gaslam. And Till's always chaos. He's always a fun fighter to watch. Yeah, he's always a fun And then Whitaker's just a champ. He's the ex-champ, so that's going to be a fun fight. Yeah, should be interesting. I'll probably, you know, catch it illegally. All right, for the people, <laughs> I'm going I'm to shoot my picks. I got Darren Till winning that fight. Not by knockout. I got him winning by decision. I got Shogun Rua winning for the main of for the co-main Wait, event. Rua still play, uh, fighting? Yeah, man, they're still fighting. They're like 50 years old, I'm and he's old as shit. But uh, he's fighting uh, Nogueira, and I think Nogueira is gonna retire after this fight. And I mean, in fact, by all means, both of them should retire. I, they're yeah. they're up there in age, and then uh, you have another guy that's up there in age. Oh, Wardoon. Fabricio Wardoon. Oh, yeah. He's fighting against uh, Gustafsson. Oh, is he? Gustafsson's yeah. still in there? 
Yeah, it's, this is heavyweight debut, so he should take this one for sure. I mean, you're fighting a 45-year-old. But granted, if it goes to the ground, Fabricio William can give him trouble. But I think uh, Gustafson wins that one by knockout. And uh, Shogun Rua wins by knockout as well. And then Till wins by decision. I like your picks, sir. I don't really know too much about martial arts, but I do love watching it. Yeah, it's going to be a good card. Definitely should tune in Saturday. What about basketball, Jeff? You uh, you excited for basketball to come back? Yeah, definitely, man. I've been uh, I've been waiting. It's, Eight it's, more it's days. boring out here. It's been boring out here, man. But uh, my boy LeBron, he about to bring it home. I'm sorry for anybody else that don't think that way. AD, we, we got this. LeBron's getting his next ring? Definitely is. Yeah. Right, Melvin? Who are they playing against in the finals, Jeff? You think they're going to meet the Bucks in the end? I think they'll meet the Bucks. Bucks are no, team. man. They're oh, really meeting good. the Miami Heat. I'm calling it right now. The Heat? Nah, they're not, they're yep. not facing the Heat. Y'all, y'all are sleeping on the Heat, man. They're I'll give you, I'll give you right one now. reason why they're not going to face the Heat. Why? Because the Heat have no one to stop Giannis at all. Um, okay. That's they're not even going to make it past Philly. Honestly, the reason why the Bucks didn't make it last year because they had Kawhi on Giannis. So, so think about that's that. That's true. The way to beat the Bucks is you stop Giannis. That's it. You, you yeah, stop you know him. Right? Oh, you cut off the head and that's it. They're done. It's going to be Lakers. They're basically the Bucks. Cavs of before. It's going to be Lakers and Bucks. Bucks and I think they have a better Bucks. supporting cast. It's Lakers and well. Lakers and four, bro, against the Bucks. Oh, no, what not the fuck? I don't think yeah. that either. Yeah, no, I'm calling it right now on the record. I don't think so. And that's what? all of the lay right now. Talking oh, about they're gonna sweep. picture yet, huh? Fuck, never Man, mind. that's high praise Man, for. It's gonna uh... be different without the fans. Giannis isn't gonna have that energy without the fans. I don't. I think they'll just. I don't think it'll be that that crazy. Oh, we'll see. We will see. That's high praise for Kawhi though to shut down Giannis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Kawhi is a lockdown defender. That's insane. Kawhi though, doesn't even want to be there. He's on freaking load management. <laughs> what are you talking? About? He's there already. What are you talking about? <laughs> he is there. He played today. He didn't even. He didn't go with the team. He like went whenever he felt like it. When does okay, the they don't need him to start? fucking be there from the beginning. They just need him to be um, there for fucking game time. When does it start? He needs to be with his team. Scrimmages are right now. I'm not sure when it starts. Uh, uh, July 31. 30th. Fucking. Nuggets out here putting Jokic, uh, Jokic, fucking, what's his name? The center from Nuggets? Bobo? Bobo? No. Uh, what's his name? Man, he's the center from the Nuggets. Joker. Is it Jokic? Yeah, yeah Jokic. it's Jokic. Oh, my. <laughs> they're, they're, they're putting fucking him at point guard in the scrimmages, bro. And they put in my man's Bobo at small four and shit. What the fuck? Hey, Bobo is, uh, he's a sleeper. He's good. Yeah, he looks like he's sleeping for sure. <laughs> he's like uh like SGA is like, pretty good too. He's like Ingram uh 2.0. Uh shit, he's bigger huh? than Ingram. He's <laughs> way bigger than him. I'm not saying it in terms of player size and attributes. I'm saying in terms of sleepiness. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you ever seen Ingram's face? Yeah, yes, it's like he, he's fucking faded all the time. Okay. Yeah, he looks like and you guys like just said Bobo looked like, that, like he was sleeping. <laughs> Boy, you're weird, man. You need to get that joke, son. 
Melly. And that's how we know that the podcast or, is I over. I mean, everyone. everyone <laughs> what do you mean, Melly? We're having fun. Why can't we everyone have no fun the on cast, the podcast? Everyone in the cast. Everyone in the cast. Ingram or Tatum? Tatum. Ingram. Tatum. Tatum. Tatum's a two-way player. Tatum will demolish Ingram any day. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen what he's what he does to Embiid every year? Oh my god. I'm not really gonna die on that hill. I don't watch NBA like that. But Wait, anything Tatum? that anything that's green or Celtic, I'm just gonna go the opposite way. Bro, Ingram <laughs> is god. a shooter. Ingram and Tatum is like I think I feel like he's more all around. I mean, I, I honestly I basically think they're both the same kind of player. Almost. I mean, they almost nah. play the same position, except for the Celtics for some reason. Tatum is way more athletic. Tatum is way more athletic than Ingram. Oh, I don't know about that. I feel like they're both the same build. Like, if you were to go on a 2K, they, they're both the same build. Like, they're... Uh, Jason Tatum is not as skinny as Ingram. Yeah, he's not. I mean, but he's also not buff either. Like, you act like he's a freak of nature. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's dunking. He's he's doing all these like all I mean, these aggressive Ingram can plays. Ingram well. isn't aggressive. And Ingram plays point guard. He's played point guard nah. before. I'm not saying who's better. I'm just saying I feel like they're both the same kind of build. If, nah. if you know what I mean. They're not. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get down to stats, you do know he's averaging more than Tatum, right? This okay, year, he's, was... he's blown up. Their their team system was different. What's so different? You isn't Tatum the go-to in the Celtics right now? He became yeah. the go-to, but he wasn't the okay, go-to so how for the is last Ingram couple years. More than him this year. Jason Tatum's improving, bro. He's 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 like I'm not he's saying the he's guy, not, but you, you're saying it's he's not better a, than Ingram. I'm saying they're kind of the same, but Ingram has more points and I believe more rebounds and averaging than him this year. Okay, but it's not it's not just about stats. It's the whole. It's it's the you got you have to watch the game to in order for you to understand why they don't have the same stats. It's not like it's not Jason Tatum is the the go to scorer, but he's not the only player on the team. Jalen Brown also wants to be an all star. He wanted he wanted to be an all star this year too, so he was trying to get his. And then you have Kemba who's also trying to get his. And then you have Gordon Hayward who's probably going to ask for another contract or who can opt out of the contract who's also trying yeah, to get Hayward? I'm not saying that he's I'm not saying that he's good. I mean he's obviously not trash, but I'm saying a lot of the ESPN analysts a lot of the ESPN an- analysts have um, Ingram as analyst. most improved analysts. <laughs> a lot of the ESPN analysts have Ingram as uh, as the most improved player. Uh, he, they have him winning that award this year. Yeah, like he's done really good. I'm not saying. I mean, it's just I, it is what it is. I feel like he's a really good player, but there's some uh, biased people in this chat. Nah. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not saying that Brandon Ingram isn't good. I'm 100 saying biased. he's not better than Tatum. That's gonna be it for today's episode. I want to thank everybody for joining the cast once again. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Jeff for coming on the show. Thanks, Melvin. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Fredo. Thanks for having me. It was fun, uh, and hope to do this again. Yeah, we'll have to have you again uh, sometime in the future, in the in the near future. Maybe when uh, basketball resumes, we'll we'll have you come back and then we can talk some some basketball. Definitely, definitely. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at different underscore mics. We'll see you on the next episode.